What's up, Bucks fans? Back here at Pirate Parlay. I'm your host, JC Allen, here on the Sick Podcast Network, and the Bucks got a huge win, their signature win of the season over the Green Bay Packers this past weekend in Lambeau. Baker went perfect. The defense got after the quarterback and really held an explosive uh, Packers team, um, and you, the Bucks got to win. They control their own destiny. All they got to do now really is beat the Saints, and they've got a clear path to the playoffs. Starts this week on Christmas Eve against the Jaguars before their final two divisional games, the Saints and the Panthers. And, you know, everything's on the line. Uh, they know that, and they've been going out there and playing great football, three straight wins. Um, we'll talk to one of the catalysts of, that, of those wins, a player on defense, a player you guys are very familiar with, Shaq Barrett. We'll be back after the break. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. Pirate Parlay. Battle intercepted, picked off of the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world. The sickest Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. It's going to be sick. Back here on the other side, I'm going to waste no time to introduce him. We've got two-time Super Bowl champion, all-pro, pro bowler, NFL sack leader. He's the man, Shaq Barrett. What's up? What's up? Appreciate you having me on. I love the intro. Sound real good. You know, you know. I appreciate you coming on. And hey, you worked hard for those, man. All those are your. That's something to hang your hat on and be proud of. But um, big win, big big win this past week. You guys control your own destiny. Uh, you've controlled it for the last three weeks now. You've gone out there and handled your business. Uh, slow down a you know kind of dangerous passing attack um, from this Green Bay Packers. Just talk about the team win uh, and the key to slowing down that offense. So it was a great victory, as you said. And the team we uh came out, Coach Bowles, like he always instilled in us, we control our destiny. If we come out there and do what we're supposed to do, and that's all you can ask for as an athlete, and especially as athlete getting ready for a uh, playoff or postseason action. So we came out there just with the mindset that we're not ready to go home, so we got to do whatever it takes to get the win. And offense, defense, special teams, we all came out there, we were supposed to do offense really turned it on defense <clears throat> i still think we got a lot of room for improvement i think that first drive we always give up we gotta get better at that but uh we manned up and we uh did what we were supposed to do when the time came and we uh started to lock them boys up at the right time and like that's all that's all we got eggs for any win is a good win but i want it to be a little bit better and uh defensive i want us to be a little bit better defensively look at the defense um you know, red zone defense in particular has been so good this season. You guys, once they get in there, it's like you'd almost they're at the 22. You're like, oh, I wish they were at the 18 or the 19 instead <laughs> because the red zone defense has been so good. So what's been the key to that recipe? I think once we get people, let people not let people, but once people dry down there, we know we got to like really kick in. Like we don't want to give up seven points. Uh, back when I first got here, my uh, inside linebacker coach now, Larry Foot, but he was my coach, uh, outside linebacker coach. He was saying that the difference between winning games is giving up three instead of seven and mental errors and missed tackles in the fourth quarter. And we really be trying to hone in on that so we could uh, set ourselves up to be in the best position possible when it get down to crunch time. You got, you know, pro football focus. It's not the end all be all, but it's only grading metric we really have out there besides individual coaching grades, which we don't get the privy to get that knowledge. But they had you as one of your better games this season on the year. Just, you know, you look about the road you had, um, you know, coming back from that Achilles tear. What's been the hardest 
thing about returning to form and how close do you feel like you are to pre-injury? I think it's been a little bit of a journey. I think after, I think I've been close to form since like the first time we played the Falcons. It felt like I really started to get going again. Like everything was hitting on all cylinders again. I just got to make sure I just take advantage of the opportunities when I get out there. Like, cause teams, they pass the ball quick a lot against us. It ain't too many times when they hold it, but I got to make sure the times they do hold it, I got to get a pressure, a hit, a sack, something on them times. But uh, the hardest part about making it back was chilling for two months, three months, not doing no running or cardio, and then starting to get back in shape. At, at, in the training room in the, at the Bucks facility with John, uh, Bobby Dutchy, and uh, my, like, Lily, she's not there no more, but, man, Lily, we did a lot of work together in off season, trying to get back, and, like, all that running, cardio, conditioning, man, they they, they really got after me, and uh, I felt it for sure, and I do not want to be back in there again at all because that conditioning and that heat, ooh, being out of shape, that, that's a whole nother animal right there. Yeah, I mean, we saw how hard, you know, just being there during OTA, saw how hard you were, you know, grinding to get back, and to be back for – Day one, not have to go on that that pup list. I think that was surprising to many, and uh, just a testament of the hard work you put in through that season, through that off season. And you know, the hard work doesn't stop. Obviously, it goes all year round. Football mm-hmm. for players, the twenty four seven season, even the off season, you're working on ways to get better, how to fine tune things, keep it in shape. Uh, just like you know, I'm working on drafts, off season, free agency moves, and stuff. Football is a twenty four seven beast for everyone involved with it. And, you know, it's it comes with its ups and downs and lows and highs and lows and valleys. And, you know, you had 19 and a half sacks a few years ago, like led mm-hmm. the league sack leader. And, you know, your production hasn't jumped all the way back up there, but really who has consistently. But just like <laughs> what's the hardest thing about trying to live up to that? You know, because you got fans short for fanatic, fanatical, you know, they expect one thing. And, you know, it's uh, obviously there's di- opportunities don't always come in the right way and fans don't look at pressures you know like other people do which is yeah as close to a sack as it affects the play but just kind of living up to that you know 19 and a half season and how you try to get through it is really hard because i know i had that emmy and like maybe not 19 and a half consistently but at least to be like a 15 set guy like every year and just the pressure that I put on myself to like at least get there. And then I fall short every time <laughs> since the 19 and a half sack season. It, it, it's a lot, man. And it's, it's disappointing at times, disappointing a lot, but I also try to take the little victories when I do get the little victories. And, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I've been disappointed with my seasons every year since the 19 and a half sack season. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> ain't coming every year what's up with that <laughs> uh but uh like just having times when i can affect the game take over games like the playoffs when i was able to affect the game a lot for our super bowl run mm-hmm. like stuff like that i still take them wins and victories but uh i, I want to get back to that that top echelon of play being a top 10 set guy in the league not like top one through ten top set guy in the league and I think I uh, I could get back there for sure, man. I just got to uh, take advantage of my opportunities and offense, keep doing what they're doing, putting pressure on their offense because we score on points and uh, opportunities are going to come for sure. I just got to make sure I take, make the most of them. 
that's the thing. And you just kind of mentioned there's so many variables that go into being able to get that. First of all, you're 19 and a half sack guy. Guess what? You're getting a tight end on every play, Shaq. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every play. But not only that, you know, when you're not, those opportunities come a lot easier when the offense is, you know, giving you a lot of that cushion. So now they've got to throw the ball consistently. They've got to be dropping back consistently when it's a close game or whether when you're down. Now they can utilize the run game more. They're not so anxious to throw the ball to try to keep up with the score. So all of those things definitely take part of control. And, you know, you can only yeah. control what you control. But the pressures have still been there, which is, you know, I, I think it's not a sack. I know, Shaq. It's not a sack, <laughs> but it definitely affects the play. And you can see that, too. And, you know, speaking of like this year, too, like, you know, you look at the sack production is down on on the edge room, but the pressures are still there. What's going? And you kind of mentioned it earlier, but what's uh, what would you think is the key to the kind of the lack of the production from the edge rusher room this season? So we got to When we get there, we got to finish. We uh, haven't finished some. We missed a few sacks for sure. And uh, it, like you said, there's a lot of variables that go on. So I don't want to sit here and make no excuses. I just know that whenever we do get opportunities to get there, we got to get there. And it has been sometimes we had opportunities and we didn't get there. So we just got to make sure we're making the most out of them opportunities. But I most definitely haven't been ever been an excuse guy. I don't care if I get one, two, three, four opportunities out the game. Actually, when a quarterback gives us time to get there, I got to be there affecting, getting, the, like you said, a pressure, QB hit, a sack on those plays. And that's what I uh, expect out of myself. That's what uh, my room expect. Uh, that's what I expect out of our guys in my position group. That's what they expect out of themselves. And we've been working on that, trying to get better at that uh, week in, week out. And I think we're going to start uh, gelling and, like, you're going to see more production sack-wise. I don't really – I don't want pressures. I don't want hits. I want sacks because <laughs> sacks is what <laughs> – sacks is – it helped the team out the most. Pressures help too and hits help when you got the quarterback to throw it out of, throw it out of bounds or rush a pass and throw an interception or something like that. But I, I, I want the sacks. I want to be able to help the team out the most with the strip sacks, somebody get a recovery, scoop and score. Like that's that's what I want. I just want to affect the game the biggest way possible to help the team win. I did it this weekend, right? So um, you know, speaking of that, that the edge room, you know, you guys have had a lot of turnover there as far as coaching goes. You know, you had Larry Foote, um, and then you had um Bob Sanders, and then this year of George mm -hmm. Edwards. Just talk about, you know, how that turnover has affected the room and then just what George Edwards has brought this season. Excuse me. Got no I don't think a, a turnover really affect the rim because all the coaches usually come in. They let us be us, and then they try to help us improve our game on stuff that they think uh, we need to work on and stuff that they saw that worked out throughout the league when they was coaching all the other guys. So I think that's uh, beneficial to us uh, for sure. But Coach G, he most definitely bring another aspect to our pass rush room and our just edge rush outside linebacker. He's so smart and knowledgeable. Like, he – like we work on our drops all the time, so I won't be surprised if we uh catching more picks and being in the right position for PBUs. And he helped us to understand, like, he like, like, I ain't gonna lie, Coach G, he's so smart when it comes to these X's and O's out there. And uh, like, he helped us be in the right position for uh, like in a run, run game, like the way he simplified, like, us when we take on block certain ways to make it consistent, the way we line up, make it more consistent. Because we did have a couple of years when we line up different positions, like nine technique, six technique, uh, against certain formations. But majority of the time, we stay the, stay the same now, attack the block the same way. So he helped just came and clear a lot of things up for us 
make us be able to just to play what we see, read and react, not have to like think too much out there. And he uh, also understand that we don't have to be robots too. And that's the like one of the biggest things when coaches don't want you to be robots. They allow you to go out there and maybe you're supposed to be outside. If you come inside, you got to make the play freestyle a little bit and uh, not like they're going to still let you know if you did, you did freestyle and you didn't make the play, but they understand that you playmakers and sometimes the offensive lineman might give you the inside when you're supposed to be outside and you just breathe and react being an athlete and taking the inside and making a play. And that's one of the things too, like a lot of people just look at edge and like sack production, sack production. There's a lot more that goes into it. And especially, you know, setting the, setting the edge against the run and nobody does it, you know, if you do it, I should say better than you do in the league. Just talk about what goes into your your run defense and how you know you're able to kind of control the line of scrimmage on that side of the ball. Uh, take Ed setting and a run defense as a must. Like I'm already starting outside of the guy, so I'm already started setting the edge. So it's like that that should be a given. You should never have to worry about the ball hitting the edge on me from the person that's lined up a little bit inside of me trying to come and seal me on the edge. So I just treat it like that, like it's simple, like it's no if ands or buts about it. Like I gotta hold the edge. My defense is uh, counting on me to hold the edge, to send it back to them. And if I am holding as they try to bounce out, that should be my play to make. And then if they still try to take it inside, I still need to be able to get off the block and help out on the play as well. But as said, I think that should, that should be the easiest job in the NFL, especially when you're already starting at the advantage by being the outside shade of the person already. And, you know, you mentioned, too, you know, you've got to be able to do so many different things, you know, on your draft, on your dropbacks, the way Bulls utilizes you inside, outside, you know, out wide. It, he does so many different things with you guys. You, we've seen plays where you're lined up inside and beat a base lined up on the outside. <laughs> They've got yeah. uh, Levante David dropped down in the DT position. It's just like he gets so creative. What's some of your favorite formations that he's that he uses you in? I like when I line up inside on a as, as a three technique. Uh, that might be what like my second year. I had a lot of different packages. My second year, I used to line up at the middle linebacker, move around. We still have someone I go out on the edge, like off ball linebacker, and I move around and then I drop or I blitz from somewhere. But I ain't never gonna lie. Now I just want like, just put me on the edge, let me go, cause like I already. I feel like that's the best way for me to be able to get the sacks and get the, the production that I want out of myself. Cause like the, the tackle shouldn't be able to beat me or block me and keep me away from the quarterback like all the time. So I'm like, nah, I, like setting moves up, working moves and like setting the tackle up the whole game. So I could be able to beat him when the time is right and uh, take advantage of the opportunity. So now I'm more of a, just put me on the outside, let me rush or if we move inside, we could do a little stun or something in there or just let me rush in the inside. I just want to keep it simple and uh, just be able to work my moves. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you prefer a side, left or right? Because I know they're changing you there for a minute. Um, what side do you prefer to rush from? Uh, on the defensive left side, so going against the offensive right tackle. That's my side. Like My right arm feels a little stronger when I do the long arm, when I'm just sticking the long arm in there. So left arm, I ain't even going to lie, I probably had one of my best long arms on the going against the left tackle side, but – it's not as consistent. It got to be like perfect for me to get that uh, long arm on the left side, like perfect like that. But on the right side, I feel like I could get power almost no matter where I'm coming from and what angle, what step I'm on. So I like going against the right tackle the most. Because the JPP here, you're doing the left side, right? Mostly against the left tackle. Yeah. yeah. And then when uh, Carl was here, I was on a against the left tackle most of the time. Yeah. So I'm usually a 
like I let you have because I'm I think I'm good on both sides. I better be good on both sides. I don't want right. to be like a limited limiting myself. I don't want to have a weakness right. like that. So I usually let the other guys pick, but now I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna be on my my normal defensive left side, man. What like, thing that? I would say when I let Watts get in there, I let Watts pick his side though. Like Watts, <laughs> go ahead. What side do you want? Because he's young, I want him to be comfortable. Don't have to worry about nothing, and uh, just go out there and just just play. His pressure rate too is out of out of con- out of control for the amount of snaps that he has. He's he really gets after the guy. Definitely a uh, special young kid to keep an eye on. You mentioned, um, you know, setting up tackles and stuff like that. What's some of your favorite pass pass rush moves that you like to do? Um, and and how do you go about how do you go about setting a tackle up for that certain time, that certain moment? How does that go into? What kind of preparation does that go into? And when do you feel that the time is right where, gotcha, and you and you mm. employ it? So it depends on film study. I see how the tackle sets. Let me know like what my game plan coming into the game going to be. If I need to set them up with power first, set them up with speed first. But if I set you up with power first, I'm trying to like power, power, maybe power you all the way back, try to power you all the way back. And then I'll try to power and hurry up and quickly get off. So I have a move like I do with a fake power and hurry up and get off. That's usually one of my bread and butters. And then when I just speed and just shoot my hands and double swipe, that's usually a bread and butter as well. And now I'm working on uh like just still, I'm always working on a long gone because I'm more conf- confident and comfortable with it now. But it's still like I don't do it enough in a game for me to like, like, to be that confident and comfortable with it yet. So I could pull it out, but I feel like my other moves better. So I'm gonna stick with those more than the long gone. But I also like the counter inside spin, and I did it a few times in the last game. But sometimes I rush it, do it one step too early. It was one time I did it perfectly, but the quarterback threw the ball. And it was like the other two times I rushed it and then a guard slid over. But like just setting them up is just film study on how they set. And then I see who beat them and how they beat them. And then I do my version of their moves and try to set them up to fall for similar, similar things. Yeah, it's all about timing, right? Timing and precision. Uh, these guys are paid athletes, too, and they they know what you're trying to do to them and because they're watching the same stuff, right? They're like, oh, Shaq mm-hmm. likes to do this, undo that. And, you know, speaking of those guys on the opposite side of the ball, there's been some great tackles you played against. What, what are, who are some of the best tackles that you've ever faced? So back when I was in Denver, I played like a little younger Tyron Smith. He was really good. He still was good when we played him. Uh, but in a play, not a playoffs last year because I was hurt, but. Early in that year, I think it was like game one when we played him. Yeah. yeah, he was still pretty good. Then I played Tristan Wirfs in practice. He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan is good. right to the left because, I mean, wow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like like only time like Tristan, he don't he don't get beat. The only time you ever see Tristan really get beat is when he's playing through an injury. Like you saw like – like I saw one time against the Eagles, he like hurt his ankle. He came in, then somebody like long gone on him back. I'm like, no, nah, that ain't stretching right there. Like I know he hurt, and like yeah, you could tell when Tristan hurt. Same thing. Yeah, he got hurt, and then somebody was able to get him. Yeah. But yeah, like Tristan, he he's really hard to beat. And uh, I won against Trent Williams one time, like this year, and it's just him, like Lane Johnson. It's the way they set, like that make him a little harder to beat because the way they set, you can't really. Uh, speed around them so they make you only have to lean on that power lean on your power and then they like setting it ready for the power so it's harder to beat like them guys like that but uh that's when the film study coming you got to try to get them to react a different way or make them think you're gonna power the whole time to try to change something up 
or like try to hit them with so much power that they sit on a power heavy and then you could use some speed to get around them. But uh, I would say Lane Johnson. I think my uh, the other tackle for the Eagles was pretty good too. Yeah, I can't think of his name right now. So. Like Mylotta, Jordan Mylotta. Yeah, Jordan Mylotta, yeah. The guy who can yeah. sing really well, yeah. Oh, you can sing. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, they put out a – Eagles put out a Christmas album with the offensive lineman last Oh, year. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, what about Luke? How's Luke been? Luke, he grew so much, man. Luke been good. Like, going against Luke in practice this year, like, he made me work a lot too. Like, when I go against – I don't know, like, man. Like, Luke, like – I'll be saying, like, sometimes I see, like, other guys wrestling, like, man, they had a good rush on Luke. Like, then I'll go do the same move against them, and it don't work. Like, <laughs> like, like, hold on, why are you playing me different than you playing them, Luke, man? But uh, Luke, he, like, he he the man. He played physical and aggressive, and then he's, like, he's got the strength to be able to take the ball, but he also has good feet to be able to uh, move with the speed as well. So Luke, Luke, most definitely, I see him being at uh, the right tackle for a minute for our team. Cause he like the way he's improving consistently, and uh, the the lag. I don't like. I don't know the stats, but I'm pretty sure he's not giving up a whole lot of pressures and sacks and nothing like that. Uh, so, oh, you might give up some pressures, but he ain't giving up sacks like that. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think looking. Yeah. 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 I mean, that you look at last year, struggled at left guard, and you're like, hmm. And then moves to right tackle. He's actually one of the top twenty tackles in the league, regardless of side. So. Definitely a good young player who's definitely grown into a good role. Another good young player drafted this year, setting the kind of the the team on fire right now is Sub Zero, Yaya Diaby. Just talk mm-hmm. about him, you know, not not just you know on the field, obviously off the field, throwing himself in the community stuff, just kind of making an impact on this team. Just talk about him, the impact he's been able to make, um, and you know, propelling himself into into a starting role too so soon. So uh, him, like his mindset, attitude, mentality coming on the field. I mean, coming in as a young guy, like it is like what you want all the young guys to have. Like he always want to put the work in. He always in the weight room getting extra work. And then like his speed to power is like unguardable. Like he's so strong. <laughs> and then that speed, he's fast too, so they don't expect it. So when he's speeding off, the tackles get a little nervous and then he go into him with that power. Like, he remind me, like, a little, like, that speed of power, like a Khalil Mack a little bit, like, so consistent with it. And then, then comparison. yeah, I'm saying, if you can, like, so consistent with it, and then if you give him that little bit of overset a little bit, that power going to go through the inside, and uh, they're going to take it and win. But he has the right mindset, mentality. He, he like, hard worker, and he has a, just a good off-field personality, man. Like, like we did a good job with the, the guys we brought in this year. With the guys we bought in this year. Yeah. My right. daughter right here. What's up, bro? Come on. What's up? Say hi. Uh, yeah, that's my boo. Wow. All right. I'll be out there in a few, though. You really had to come here and tell me that? <laughs> it's okay. all good, man. My- <laughs> Love you. It's all good, man. My busting on me all the time. I'm like, come on, I'm on TV. I'm on TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy too because like he's a rookie, so you've got all the rookie stuff here. New town, new city, new team, new coach, new playbook, and Bulls defense isn't you know it's not the ABCs. He he's got you doing the ABCs backwards, you know, like a sobriety <laughs> test or something like that. So yeah, it's it's a lot of good thing. I got one more question, and then we'll jump into some really fun ones and get you out of here. Um, yes, sir. Top five 
edge rushers in the league right now? Who you got? Michael Parsons most definitely got to be number one. <laughs> like Michael, like that speed that he like threatening you with the, up the field. Then he still got the power, and then he's just like he's, he he wins so many of his rushes. Like no matter where he's lining up. Right. So I say Micah, uh, always T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt up there for sure. He's been consistently doing it for years. And then let's see Hunter up there. He's been balling this year. Uh, I like who is this? Who I'm about to say. I like uh, Max Crosby. Max yeah. Crosby's been balling. He been I saw a stat. He played 97 percent of the snaps, which is crazy. Like crazy. I don't know how you do something like that as an edge rush. Like, but and he's still like effective every snap that he's out there. How many is that? That's three. Us, uh, yeah. Parsons, Watt, uh, No, that's four. Four. Uh, right. Hunter, yeah. Parsons, Crosby, Watt, Hunter. Wow. Hunter. And the last one to close out the top five. Hmm. Let me make sure. Oh, I always like my man, uh, VM. Uh, Vaughn. Vaughn, he's still like, Vaughn's still a man. He still got it. Who? Vaughn Miller. Oh, Vaughn Miller? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, uh, Bosa, he still Bosa Bosa brothers don't make the list? Huh? Bosa brothers? I mean, they, they no more. <laughs> they, 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 they still, they, they up there as well, but I ain't got no more room on it. Yeah, I ain't got no room on the list right now. But yeah, I yeah. like that game too. I'm gonna definitely look at that game and I uh, see what they be doing. I try to apply some of that to my uh, to my repertoire as well. So, what's something fans might not know about you? Uh, something fans might not know about me. You've been here for a minute, but what's something that you know they might you know? Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's a great question. That's all. They're all gonna put. I guess. Uh, oh <laughs> man. I had a piano keyboard class, so I not play the piano a little bit. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah. I saw for your birthday you got a samurai sword. Uh, is that something you collect? Do you collect anything? No, I don't think I got a samurai. So it might have been my son's birthday. Okay. He got a samurai okay. sword. Right. Yeah, I saw it was yeah. a happy birthday to you. You had a hat on with a samurai sword. You look like you were about to carve. Oh, up that was a. Uh... We had Hibachi, like the Hibachi guy came to the house and I was using his like little oh, okay. playing around with his little, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you collect anything? Is there anything like, that you collect, like jerseys from other players or? Um, I have a lot of jerseys from other players. No, I just got the jerseys from other players and <laughs> footballs, like all like this memorabilia from the NFL that I like. So I always be able to remember my time when I was playing and the guys that I played with and the bonds that I had with them. Gotcha. I, I could be wrong here again too, but uh, <laughs> it looks like you're a big theme park guy. Am I? Am I right? I mean, you guys look yeah. like you're always. What's your favorite theme park? What's your favorite ride? So that grew on me. I did not like theme parks at all, but my kids made me like. They were so brave and wanting to do all the rides. Like I can't let my kids do the rides, and I'm like <laughs> over here like, no, nah, I'm gonna just chill and watch. But uh, it's a ride down. And Bush Gardens does really fast. I don't remember. Oh, it's the Shikra. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. The, like the Velociraptor. Uh, one of the Disney parks was fun. Yeah. Like just any of the fast, any of the adrenaline ones that get you going. I really still like don't have a preference to them, but my kids made me like develop it a little <laughs> bit. So like one time we went zip line and like over a forest area and everybody went and I was the last one to go. I was like, man, I don't know. I might not go. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, my, my kids went. So I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't uh, be back here. out now. Yeah, so I had to go. 
this big old strong outside linebacker just letting his kid show him up. Because I, I think the rest ain't worth the reward. Like, no, nah, what if something happened? I've seen yeah. that movie. No. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a really good one. That's at Epcot. Check that one out. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't cool. rolled that one yet. I heard that one was a good one. Heaven, it's the yeah. best ride I've ever been on. It's, it's so oh, good. Yeah. Between like, I'm a big Marvel fan too, but between like all like the, the ride itself, it's it's really the visuals, it's really good. Um and uh the Pandora ride Pandora's at Animal King. I love that one. I love yeah. When you ride in the Banshees. Banshees, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's probably that's that's my favorite one. The splash that comes like into when you go by the water, like yeah, that's that's like fully immersive. That's an awesome one. Yeah. Um you had a fit on this weekend. It was it was sharp as hell, but you always have a fit on. Uh, where who, who's your who's your fashionista? Who's your uh, stylist? Does that all come from you or? So I got suits from uh, Tom from a uh, gentleman's playbook. I got some suits from Ella V. I got suits from uh, jo- like is a lady in I think she in Miami Joanna. So I got I got some some suits from everybody. I, uh, like I used to like in Denver, you know, in Denver, like everybody came dressed to the nines. So that's when I developed it. Then I started chilling a little bit. But then, you know, you on a plane ride, people talking about like, ah, oh, Shaq, you can't dress, you can't put it. Look, hold on, hold on. I've been doing okay. this. Like I, I'm a little, I, I've been chilling now. So ah. I had to bring it back out a little bit. Show them up. Show them who dressed right. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a big basketball guy. We talked about this. Mavs are your favorite team. Who are the top five players in the NBA right now? Or your top five? My top five, uh, Giannis up there. That's not in the order, but Giannis, hey. Jokic, uh, Luca still up. Luca up there, but he got to get better on defense. Uh, Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Jason Tatum. Okay, there we go. My Jason boy. Tatum. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you yeah. can't leave him off the list. No, 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 he ain't off that list. And then the last one I would have to say – well, he I don't think he did yet, but he impressed me a lot. It's a hella burden. But I'm gonna still put like Braun on it. You can't disrespect uh Braun like that. Okay. He'd be chilling and he still go for 25, 8 and 8. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Halliburton's on that. He's oh, my, hold on, hold on. And B, my bad. Uh I got to Jason Tatum off and B. What? <laughs> now we uh, it's all good. It's all good. Speaking of LeBron though, settle the debate. MJ or LJ? I mean, I ain't watched as much MJ, but I gotta go with Braun. Like, okay, okay. like, like the way Braun made his teammates better. Like the way from like coming into the league, like Braun, like his numbers, his efficiency. Like, like, nah, like it, you cannot say Braun. I was a hater too when Braun first came to the league because people were saying <laughs> like he better than Kobe. I really, nah, he ain't better than Kobe, but he most definitely earned all that respect I got for him. Man, like Braun is most definitely my 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 one and then Jordan is also a one one eight. You could put him anywhere, but I'm gonna say Braun is at the top top. Okay, this is this is a rapid fire. It's called this or that. I'm gonna say two things. You tell me which one. This or that. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. What games you playing? Uh, I'm playing Call of Duty right now, and I play my career playing a uh, wreck a lot on 2K. Okay, okay. I, I Trey Palmer is huge on on that. My wreck. Um, Beach of the Mountains. Mountains. Okay. Uh, you had a little bit of both in your career, that's for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Marvel or DC? 
Marvel. Who's your favorite hero? Iron Man and Thor. Okay. okay. You know what? All the big guys have all said Hulk. So we got to do I think it's just because of the dressing, right? You know, he's stylish. You're stylish. All right. I, see so, yeah, I had grabbed some of them, uh, them Iron Man glasses. I got a couple pair of them. All right. You got to break them out for the next game then. Um, city or country? Country. Uh, car or truck? I mean, I love my cars, but once I get the tire of a truck, it might be tired. It might be truck all day. Oh, Cybertruck. All right. Yeah. What do, you, what do you what do you got for what's your what's your baby? What's your go-to car right now? Uh I got a Tesla Model X right now. But it probably won't get no more drive and then once I get the Cybertruck. Depending <laughs> you on, on the list for it? Yeah, I'm on the list, but I've been on the list Elon. for three years. <laughs> Elon, he needs his Cybertruck. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, movie or TV series? I'll go TV series. Watch anything good recently? I'm watching the Squid Games like that little, was good. Yeah, I'm on probably like the fifth episode right now. Yeah, the competition one that was good. You watched the original, like the show. Yeah, yeah, I watched that one too. It's so crazy how it's so like similar. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, we all we all know you want the sack, so I'm not even gonna answer it. Ask that one. But <laughs> interception or a fumble recovery? Interception. You got to pick sixes here. How how dope yeah. is that? It was, it was. It, that little play that I had ran four yards while well, I ran two yards and got pulled for two yards, that took so much energy out of me. <laughs> like, I took it. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, it was it's Ready Player One and then like all the Avatar movies. Yeah, Avatar is dope. Uh, my daughter, she's five. She sat through, she was four at the time, sat through the whole uh, second movie with me. I was like, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Uh, favorite sports team growing up? Uh, Ravens and Falcons. Okay. Uh, and I was always a Mavericks fan for basketball. Yeah. Uh, where's the favorite place you've ever visited? I like uh, Turks and Caicos and then maybe St. Thomas. Did you go to Bora Bora last year too? We was going to, but uh, oh, yeah. I got hurt. That's so when right. I got hurt, that got canceled. But I think we like rescheduled it to this year sometime. Oh, perfect. I mean, uh, not this year, next year, next year. Uh, favorite food? I like all Chinese food: orange chicken, general chicken. Oh yeah. Uh, I still I like regular chicken too, like just wings, spaghetti. I just I leave it right there. But Chinese food is my favorite food. Like if you some fried good- rice and noodles. You gotta let me know if you find a good spot because I haven't found a good spot since I've been down here. I found a place called like Token Ramen and Token like ramen? yeah, they it's like pineapple chicken. It's different, but it's still real good. It's the best thing I had since I've been down here Chinese wise. Okay, I gotta check that out. Token. It's like Token Ramen and token Kung Fu Tea. Ramen. <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Tea. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Favorite cereal. Favorite cereal. Uh, I like. I just had some Reese Puffs early. I mean, yeah, earlier today. So uh, I think Frosted Flakes, though. Frosted Flakes mixed with like Captain Crunch. They're great. Uh, <laughs> favorite game you've ever watched? Uh, the Mavericks. Well, first it's two on when they the the, the clinching one to win the finals, and then when we came back against OKC. Uh, to go to the finals, we was down by like 15 with like five minutes left, and we came back, and that was the OKC when they had everybody still the beard, 
Brody and uh, KD. Yeah, that was that was a tough team. Uh, if they would have kept that together, I wonder what would have happened with that with that squad. Mm-hmm. So they were tough. Now they're in perpetual rebuild with like 18 million <laughs> draft picks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they're one. good now, though. They're yeah. good now. And they got those all those picks to spend and add to. Um, favorite color. I love all grays, any shade of gray. Favorite TV show. Favorite TV show was Game of Thrones, minus the last season, because I didn't like the way it ended. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. You know, Trisha was watching it last season for the first time. Like, he never watched yeah, I, it before. So no, I like I'm, I'm like, I got to rewatch it with you now because like now I'm invested. Uh, Bob Hainsey, he's got a video that he took of Tristan on the plane. Uh, um, one of the rides home of him watching the Red Wedding for the first time. Yeah. And his reaction is <laughs> yeah, 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 they just did a great job with that show all the way up until the end. The worst part, too, is they rushed that last season to go do Star Wars and they got canned from Star Wars. They didn't even get, they didn't even get to do it. But oh, whatever. <laughs> House of Dragons is good. Did you watch House of Dragons? Yeah, I watched House of Dragons. It started That's off good for sure. That's really good. Uh, favorite sports memory? Favorite sports memory? I would have to say playing against the Giants when I went for four, four sacks against the Giants, three sacks or something like that. And I had a move that I did. I didn't know what I did. I came back and looked at the replay on the sideline. Like, oh, I did that. That was cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, that goes right hand in hand with the favorite play we've ever made. Yeah, that one for sure. Like, it was a, yeah, that's that. Um, uh, favorite dessert. Favorite dessert. Hmm. I have so many desserts that I like. Sweet potato pie. You got to go sweet potato pie. <laughs> that's always a good one. Favorite season of the year uh like fall yeah you've experienced them all right so uh who's your favorite player growing up uh i was a vic mike vic fan probably vic yeah. and i like ray lois because he was on a ray lois on a ravens so there's your two falcons and, and your ravens right there yeah. um and the last one what's the favorite game you've ever played in uh my favorite game made it might have been uh it's a couple of them, but the first one I came to memory was when I was in Denver. We were playing the Patriots. I think to go to the Super Bowl, and they score like game, like a touchdown to make it like within two points, and then two point conversion they went for. It. And Roby, I think Roby caught a pick, sleeve tipped the ball up, and Roby caught the pick, and we ended up selling the deal like that. So that that was that was that was, that was a tense game. That hurts me, Shaq. Oh no, I got a lot of games. Like, but that's the one the first one that came that to my hurts mind. Me, oh. That hurts me. That hurts me, man. It's all right. I had Dave on earlier. I was like, what's because he's got he was in Seattle for the Malcolm Butler interception. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I guess uh I guess tit for tat. But all right, I got one more. I was gonna end up with that, but now uh, favorite Super Bowl ring. Oh, my uh, second one. Second yeah. one for sure. Because I was more of an intricate role in it. I play. I still played in the uh, first one against the Panthers, but I wasn't the guy. Yeah, you got the you had Vaughn in front of you, but that's gonna do it. I want to thank you so much for the time you're giving us here today. Thanks for all the question. It was great learning more about you. Hopefully, the fans enjoyed that as well. Keep killing it on the year this uh, on the season. We'll be looking out for those Iron Man glasses. Um, and uh, appreciate all your time, man. Keep crushing it and doing your thing. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on. It was a it was a pleasure. It was fun, man. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Have a good one, man. All right, you too. There you guys have it. Another player in the studio, another player in the building, Shaq Barrett. 
Uh, you know, he's not having the season he wants to, but he's still, you know, affecting the game. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, cares a lot about this team. So uh, great interview. Got to learn about a lot of stuff from him uh, about himself, but also about the team and, and you know, how, how, everything's are, how things are going. Sorry about that. Um, but that's going to do it for us here on Pirate Parlay and the Sick Podcast. Thank you guys for all tune, uh, tuning in. We'll be back uh, next week. We're going to take a break for the holidays, so we won't have our normal Thursday show. We'll be back next week. Probably with another player. I got to keep them coming. Um, So I'll get back to you guys then. Until then, see you later. Peace out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Pirate Parlay on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.